Welcome to the Bridging the Generation podcast. I am your host, Malak Arif, and today I got a very, very special guest. So before we even get started, I'm going to need y'all to hit that like button. I'm going to need y'all to subscribe. Let's get that engagement up. You know, we got a lot of dope artists coming on the platform. So let me give y'all a second to do that right now. All right, let's go. Again, coming to the platform, I got one-fourth member of one of my favorite supergroups of all time, Long Beach owns West Coast legend, and I'm talking about Crooked Eye, a.k.a. King Crook, man. Yes, he's in the building, so come on, let's get this engagement up, smash that like button, sit back, and enjoy yourself. Again, you are watching the Bridging the Generation podcast. I am your host, Malak Arif, man. And today, I got not only a pioneer in the game, I'm talking about a West Coast legend. The one, the only King Crook, man. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? Thanks for having me, my brother. No, 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 no. The pleasure is all mine. You what's know. good with you, man? What's, <laughs> what's, what's popping? Hey, hey, you know I got to first off, man, just uh, before I talk, you know, I even get into this conversation, man. I just want to know how you've been maintaining with this whole pandemic, you know, this whole COVID-19 nonsense. How, how has uh, any of this affected you? Uh, You know, it's affected me in a good way, you know what I mean? Um, it's really been making me be able to just go to work. Yeah come back to the crib, you know what I mean? Go to work. And it's like, I'm always, I'm always at work. You feel me? So even when I wake up in the morning, you know, I might do my little routine. Then I'm back in the backyard with my, with my wireless speakers and shit. And I'm bumping music and, and listening to instrumentals and thinking of concepts. And then, you know, I go to the studio and then late at night, I'm back in the backyard again, doing the same thing and up the next day. So it's really a constant thing, especially when I'm working on an album. So it's really cool to me because, you know, I'm used to isolation, you Mm -hmm. know, when it's time to create and it's time to grind on that on that on that music grind. You know what I'm saying? So only only way that is really affecting me is um, as far as touring. And um, I had did I had Crooks Corner, you know, I was doing these in depth the podcast, yeah, with with, with rappers yeah. and shit. And um, you know, when that hit, that kind of stopped, you know, what I mean, for a minute because I wanted to really get in the room with these guys, you know. Yeah. Um, and I had this other joint called Bending Corners, which was a spinoff of Crooks Corner. And we got up to two episodes before COVID struck. Yeah, I, I remember that, man. Talk about that. What happened with that? Yeah, man. So, you know, we uh, the first episode was uh, the Dog Pound and DJ Quick. Mm-hmm. And um, they were live at the Novo. That's a venue out here in Cali. And um, 
the concept of bending corners is man on the street hip hop type, you know what I mean? Mm. For the young kids, they might they never really experienced Fab Five Freddy and Young TV raps. Okay. You know what I mean? When he would be with the mic in hand talking yeah. to you, you know what I'm saying? Listen, and anywhere, it didn't matter. He just wherever you at, he there. He coming there, and that's He's what there. bending corners was. We gonna bend some corners and we gonna come to wherever you are, projects, oh, shit. studio, restaurant, just home, your house, whatever. We coming, we gonna talk rap, we gonna talk about the projects you got. So I did one with uh Dazza, Dazza Corrupt and DJ Quick. It was dope. I got to talk to the fans outside. We were having this big Kobe uh memorial was going yeah. on at Staples Center. It was just dope to be out with the people, you know. And the next one after that, I did. It was uh, Griselda, you know what I'm saying? So oh. um, it was off to the right run uh, races, yeah. bro. And, uh, yeah. and then that virus hit, you know what I'm saying? So when the virus hit down, hit, it was a wrap. And it was crazy because it was some people at that show, the Griselda show, yeah, and that they felt sick. And the way they was describing it oh, ended shit. up hearing some of the symptoms that you know, the coronavirus. So people was it back then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just before the shit like really popped off. Before the news and the media really let us know what it was. You know what I'm saying? So I really, I really darted out of there right on time. But, you know, we're going to bring all of that back. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get it all cracking. So I'm the type of person that I try to look for the positive and whatever's going on. And I mm. said, okay, so how can I, how can I build during this pandemic, what can I do to be a better me, to be have a better, you know, company to be, how can I just improve my whole scenario? You know what exactly. I mean? It's exactly. During this time. And, you know, I just try to do that, bro. Now with the artists like yourself, man, that been, that been in the game as long as you have, what are some of the things that you've seen in the game that has changed, but changed for the better? Change for the better. You know, when you get older in the game, you like to complain a lot. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I you seen I, a lot. Of, you seen a lot of shit. You seen a lot of shit, and you like, you know, it's easy to complain about shit. You know what I'm saying? But so this question right here is the opposite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just say, hey man, what changed for the worse? I right, man, this dude, little punk man. <laughs> But you say, hey, man, what's changing better? <laughs> so I think what yeah. has changed for the better, dog, is, you know, we had to we had to go, you know, catch buses to the lab, buses, mm. trains, or walk. Talk about it. Talk we about it. We had to, um, you know, save up money for the lab. We had yeah. to go and try to duplicate CDs and cassettes, or we had to go to Kinko's and off all these places to try to make the yeah. artwork and stand on the corner with the mixtape doing hand to hands, you know what I'm saying? And trying to get people interested in your music. Um, these kids, they have it to me with the, with the, with technology, social media, I feel like they have, they don't have to go through that. And I'm okay. happy. I'm happy for them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy. They could just crack open the laptop yeah. Yeah. Jump on, make a beat, you know what I mean? Do the do the rap on they in their bedroom, upload it to SoundCloud and YouTube, and 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 really just be able to get lost in the art and give it directly to the people, man. No doubt. 
I think that's way better, bro. I, I and I love, I love it, bro. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. I take it back further than that. I mean, these kids, the the way that they even have access just to hearing the music, we like, man, you, we, so we, we the same age. Yeah, I was born in '78. Okay, and and so we can remember when it was hard just to be able to hear hip hop because it just wasn't played all day long. Right. It wasn't you had to you 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 had to have cable if you wanted to hear a certain like the Ralph yeah. McDaniels or video jukebox or whatever. Yeah. And then on top of that, like I said, to get it, it was music. It wasn't the dominant genre of music, so just be you, you just didn't hear it all the time. Like right, I, we we old enough to remember that. Yeah, they have it on demand. They can listen to any song that's out whenever they want to. See any video that's out whenever they want to. It's as many as, as as many times as they want. As many times as they want to. We did not have that. We had to watch a whole Rap City program to see our favorite video, and they might not play that motherfucker. Might not exactly. <laughs> that's real. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. <clears throat> nah, that's 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 what's up. So look, with your story, man, I, I, it's, it's very. It's very peculiar because as, as a as a as a fan and, and and as a you know a supporter of hip hop since the late 80s, you were the first artist that I've seen on the West Coast the rap with the type of style that you had that that you have, you know, as far as the lyricism, the dexterity, the versatility. Not saying like I'm talking about me personally, right. the first artist that I see. I'm not right. I got I got introduced to Razcast a few years later, even okay. though he's been out. So so with that said, you know, how did you develop your style? You know, what was some of the earliest influences uh for you as far as uh hip hop? Man, everybody that was good, everybody that knew how to rap, I was just really on them. I was I was plugged in, yeah. you know, Rakim. You know, when Rakim said, haven't you ever heard of an MC murderer? Mm. I, said, I said, damn, I don't just got to tell stories with my rhymes. I could come at MCs and try to verbally destroy them. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was like, Rakim put that light, light yeah. bulb under my head. You feel me? Like, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was just, because I started at eight years old. So okay. I thought I was a serious rapper when I was eight. So, you know. When I heard Rakim do that, I was like, oh, okay. You know, you got Big Daddy Kane, you got Cool G Rap. Yeah. You got KRS-One speaking on, um, you know, certain parts of black history that I wasn't yeah. taught in school. So I said, oh, I could go and, you know, learn some things and bring it to the, to the music and go in the booth and try to enlighten other people that's listening to the music. Mm. Ed edutainment, you know what like, I mean? Uh, uh, BDP. Yeah, BDP, you feel me? So it's like all these different people, you know what I mean? They gave me what would eventually become, you know, my weapon of choice. You feel me? So it's mm. like it's like uh Ice Cube, his his attitude, they had the right name, you know, niggas with attitude. No, no doubt. His attitude on the mic was like he didn't give a fuck. Ferocious. You know Ferocious. Yeah, and I was like, okay. And it was like he 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 really embodied storytelling and 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 a rawness. But if every time he got on a track with another one of the monsters that inspired me, DOC, 
Woo! Every time he got on the track with DLC, he would level up his skill. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He was in the room with a real monster. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. So, you know, those kind of guys, man. Like I said, Cool G, who today can still air it out. Hey, hey, I got, I got to stop you for a second, man. I don't think no CC on the Bridge of the Generation podcast, man. We keep it a thousand. We don't keep it a hundred. We keep it a thousand. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest, man. Cool G rap is one of the greatest of all time. But yep. I'm gonna be honest. He rapped as good as he rapped back in, you know, uh, uh, you know, in '88 with DJ Polo. The shit yeah. that he does now is better. Yeah. He just kind of man, like he like still he he ain't he ain't he ain't took a day off yet. And and he you the same way. You the, I was just talk, brother. You just I'm, I'm I'm listening to the Saint Valentine's uh you know the uh, the Bossica. Yes, I was sir. I remember that because that was my introduction to like your catalog. You know. Mm. I knew of you that you was with uh uh murder uh, uh you know death row murder inc but yeah. that was my introduction to let me like let me really check out his music yeah you know what i'm saying but i listened to you know i'm listening to the joint the project that you just you just dropped that uh that flag yes sir and i'm like i'm like your you 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 leveled up so much like it's it's amazing because how high of a caliber MC, you you already was. It's like, how could you top this? I appreciate it, my brother. I but then I I hear this flag and I hear the joint you did with Joel, and I'm like, yeah, you gotta you gotta put Kring. This ain't this ain't no cap, but you have to put you gotta pay, put Crook up there with the G raps and the niggas that that's really the the, the black thoughts, the niggas that bring that shit a thousand percent all the time. Man, I appreciate it, my brother. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, from my from from our era, we wanted we wanted to add value to the game. No doubt. We didn't come in and say, "Hey, man, we just want to we just want to get a money grab." It was like, "Yo, if Rakim is Rembrandt and Big Daddy is Picasso and Cool G is Da Vinci, who you gonna be?" Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Niggas, niggas wasn't trying to. Niggas wasn't trying to dick ride or ride whatever wave another nigga was doing. Yeah, and was it trying to drop the ball when when the OGs before us put the bar so high, we was trying to get at least to that bar or build on it and go a little higher. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's Facts. what we was trying to do. And it was cool to do that back then. It was cool. You know what I'm saying? So it was healthy competition. It was healthy competition, and you know, brothers like Tretch, you know, who don't get his like he's supposed to, was putting together words, man, and inspiring everybody. And it was just like really, it was it was a fly time to be an MC. You know what I mean? Because you wanted to be skillful, you wanted to be masterful. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like now. And I'm not knocking because we got a lot of young artists that's hard right now. They don't. Do. Yeah, yeah, we period. do. I'm not one of them veterans that says, you know, everybody's whack now. That's not true. That's not true. But what I do know is this, though. When the corporations have having their way in, in the game, they put a lot of people on them stages who aren't doing anything incredible. You see a, what I'm saying? A, a thousand percent. So if I go 
If I go to a Miles Davis concert back in, as a kid, everybody in that crowd, there's probably nobody in that crowd that could play the horn like him. Yeah. But in a rap concert, almost everybody in the crowd can rap like the person that's on the <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I don't understand it. Like, why y'all so impressed by this? You, you can do this. You can do this yourself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we want to still get up there, put on the type of show that make people say, damn, I can't do that. That's the reason I'm spending my money. I want to watch. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Go yeah. watch Black Thought. Go watch Black Thought on, on stage and, 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 ask, and ask anybody in the crowd, can you get up there and do what he just did? Hell no. They can't do it. You know that's, that's why the simplest shit is like the, the, the simplicity in a lot of the uh, mainstream hip hop, man. You know, it connects to people mm-hmm. because most people do not have that type of talent. Whereas, you know, the type of talent that you thought Pharaoh like that is that's that's not something that just anybody can do. And that's another guy. Pharaoh. Man. Come on, dog. Feral much? Bro, y'all aliens, man. I have my alien category, man. I got my my my, my alien category. You, Pharaoh, Thought, Asia, uh, uh, of course, Kendrick. Um, yeah, man. The alien category is almost like yo, you with the gods, man. You got and y'all, y'all look down at the <laughs> like the regular, <laughs> the regular rappers, yeah, like you guys are unrankable. Like you can't, y'all, y'all, y'all not ghost face. Y'all niggas not rankable, man. Y'all niggas is here, and y'all sit up on Mount Olympus. Y'all, y'all look at the man. I appreciate y'all, it. Man. Y'all look at y'all look at the mortals and shit. Like, oh, that's cute. That's that's okay. You know. And every now and then we gotta throw a thunderbolt at their ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> to remind them, man. Like this is just when y'all forget. What, what what hip hop is? This is just to remind y'all. This is what this is where it's at. This, this, this is what we this is what we this is what we doing over here. So mm-hmm. so 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 talk about you know like I said the first time I got introduced to you you know just just being an artist in the game and I remember reading about you in the um in the Source magazine. This is around oh one oh two, and um, I believe at that time you was just leaving uh, Death Row about mm-hmm. to go to uh murder inc so talk talk to me about around that time man you know what was your time like on uh death row and um you know what was that transition you know as far as you know going to murder link or what you know was there you know a stop in between that or whatever I, I well, so i i actually never was signed to murder inc um what happened was when should got out of jail I was already on death row for two years while he was locked up. He, he did six. I came in when he had two years left. Right. And I did, you know, a lot of music and shit. And then one day and when he was locked, he was still in the pen, I went to go visit him at Mule Creek Penitentiary in Ion, California. And uh, he was like, Crook, I like what you've been doing. I've been listening to it over the phone and all that shit. Shit sound dope, but I want to come out. I'm, my time is short. I want to come out and we we get in there and vibe together and make the album, you know, make the album. So I'm like, all right. I had already like two albums done, you know, some other shit. 
Right. And he was like, don't even trip. I'm going to cut you a check. You kick your feet up. I come back home, and then we're going to get it. So, boom, when he came back, we start recording, recording, recording. We was making a lot of music. And uh, him and Irv Gotti, I don't know how their relationship developed, but they became pretty close. Okay. So him and Irv Gotti became close, and we noticed a lot of people was trying to block Suge from ever becoming successful in the game again. So that was affecting all the artists on the roster mm. because it was like a lot of doors. They were trying to shut a lot of doors on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And um, times had changed. When he went in, him and Puff was pretty much the only moguls in hip hop. Mm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But when he came out, we had Jay, we had Master P, we had Herb, Baby. Yeah, Herb you know we, Yeah, so it was yeah. the, the landscape was different. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the higher-ups, none of the people I just mentioned, but a lot of the higher-ups, they didn't want to see him successful. So Irv was like, look, let me rock with Crook on some shit. Y'all, you're still going to be death row, but let me, you know, get him under the Murder, Inc. umbrella and, and give him some good looks, you know what I mean, so he can so he can pop off. Mm. And, and that's what Irv did. You know, he threw me on the Ashanti remix to Baby. That yeah. shit was number one on 106 and Park. Yeah, yeah. Any involvement in a number one video, 106 and Park. And, uh, you that know. That was on that, uh, that was on, like, that compilation joint, right? I think so, because I did some joints with John and them on that compilation, yeah, too. Yeah, You know, and I got to perform with them and go out. You know, they was really, they Irv kept his word, like. Mm. It, was, it was rare to see people come up because people talk all the time. But Irv was like, yo, this is what I'm going to do, Crook. And he did it. You mm. know what I'm saying? And uh, then he ran into some trouble. Him, Suge, and Jay Prince all at the same time. Ran into oh, that was big. That was big. They was trying mm. to put together, yeah. you know, like a conglomerate to like, yeah. yeah. And, they, and, then, and they ran into some trouble, the fair, yeah. all yeah. this type of stuff. Yeah. And, and that just kind of slowed that whole thing that we had planned with Murder Inc. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, a couple couple years later, I decided it was time for me to pack the bags and, and bounce out of the row and uh, go take it independent, man. But yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot on Death Row. You know what I mean? I learned it was it was hip hop one on one. It was industry one on one. No doubt. And, you know what I mean? Um, it was some good times and some bad times, you feel me? But at the end of the day, man, I learned some valuable lessons and some jewels. So, you know, I I'm grateful. Now, 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 you know, things was crazy. This is, you know, we talking about, you know, a few years after the East Coast, West Coast, that whole, like, how was you able to, you know, you know, balance, um, you know, stay keeping your head in the game as far as your creativity and ignore all the nonsense and, shit that was going on just with that and possibly with your own whatever you know you you could have been uh going through personally you know hey man that's one of the gifts that i gotta thank god for is that i got the ability to rap no matter what you know what i'm saying um and i tell this to young artists never let your label know that you can create under pressure. 
if you blessed enough to know how to create with your back against the wall and you make dope shit, don't let the label know that because they'll try to keep your back against the wall. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To keep that dope ass shit coming out of you. Mm. you know I mean, so that's like a secret. You know what I mean? Don't tell them that because that's a jewel. I'm telling you young artists out there, don't let them know that you're good under pressure. You know what I'm saying? You can let them know a little bit. If something's happened and you got to step up, that's fine. Yeah. But that could be a curse for you because a lot of labels, they'll try to keep you in the conditions that make where you make the best music. And if they right. feel like starving you out, if they feel mm -hmm. like, you know, fucking you over in contracts and all that is going to keep bringing yeah. the pain, anger, and the music out of you, they're going to keep you in that cycle. But back to the original question, you know, um, yeah, dog, I just know how to, I know how to get to it no matter what, you know what I mean? Like, it don't matter what's going on. I'm going to always be able to do it, you know what I'm saying? And Where do you, where do you think that come from, you know? I like you know, because, I, because, because let me, let me say this, I think that separates a lot of artists. They, you have to put those type of artists in a separate category. It's safe to say that they're doing something under the, the most intense pressure, but they're still able to focus on their craft at hand, you know? Yeah, man. I think it's the why. Why are you doing it in the first place? You know what I'm saying? You're doing it because you love the culture. Yeah. You're doing it. Maybe you're trying to get your family out of a certain position, get yourself out of a certain position. Maybe you are very competitive with your previous work competitive with your peers um it's all those things wrapped up in one you know what i mean and and yeah it was it was crazy dog you know feds raiding the death row building you know shit going on in the streets yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and just going there and just say yo i'm gonna zone out you know yeah. what i mean but that's how hip hop has always been for me hip hop has always been my therapist so I got to go talk to my therapist when shit popping, you know, and I go talk to hip hop, man. Get in that lab. Yeah. Get busy. Yeah, man. You know, because, you know, your your brothers, man, you know, they they nice as hell, too, man. So it's like it's in the blood, man. Uh, horseshoe gang, right? Yeah. Horseshoe gang, man. Shout, yeah. out, shout out to the shoe gang, man. You know what I'm saying? How the hell do you have six brothers? What are we talking? Five, six? Yeah. That's that. Fucking nice, man. Like, how in the hell was it like growing up, you know, with these young brothers? You're the oldest, I believe. I got an older brother, and then I'm the second. And yeah. then out of the horseshoe, yeah, I'm older than all of the horseshoe. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just taught them how to rap, you know what I mean, at a young age. I used to be like, yo, I write them four bars a piece or eight bars a piece when they was like, six and seven years old <laughs> Whoa, and i'll be like yo when i come home i want y'all to memorize them raps and when i come home spit them shits you know what i'm saying so when i come yeah. home i'll be like go and hit go <laughs> you know what i'm saying and <clears throat> that's how we entertained ourselves you know oh so, man you know and then they took that and they saw my footsteps of being a student of the game and they started you know, I played all the right type of music to create monsters. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, yo, check out this Scarface. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yo, listen, man. Hand of the dead body. 
the end of the dead body. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, hold up, man. Y'all got to listen to this joint. It's called The Symphony. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. And then they took that and went in their own directions with it, you know, and became very, very superb, man, with, with the mic skills, dog. And it's like, it's kind of frustrating because I'm going to be very, I'm going to keep it real 100 with you. Had I not kind of groomed them like I did, I don't know, man. It's not easy for lyricists in this era. It's a possibility that they could be, and 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 this is a you know, no offense, but they could be further ahead if they would dumb down their shit. And that's not just for them. There's a lot of other, yeah. There's a lot of other artists. They could they would possibly you know there's a there's a good chance they'll be further ahead because yeah because they make your music that the masses can digest very easily exactly you know what i'm saying so it's like sometimes i feel like damn me being on them so much to be the best they could be might have backfired because if i would have just let them grow into it naturally maybe they would have did something else but I don't think they can even entertain that thought because who they are as men now, right? They love the culture and they love the art form of lyricism too much. So you talk know? about that. Talk about that. You know, a lot of people say, uh, you know, these artists. Let's just say, you know, um, generally speaking, most artists I say within the past ten years. A lot of people will say it's a general consensus where people say that they don't have the the love for the culture as the generation before. They in it for the money, right? You know, they in it for the you know the the glow up, you know, the look, yeah. the aesthetics. So, what would you say to people who feel that way? To rappers who feel like they just in it for the money? Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, me personally, matter of fact, both both sides, you know, what, what do you think? About? Yeah, what do you think about the you know the, the the fans who feel that way, and how would you, you know, what is your take on a rapper that is, is just in you know they're primarily in the game to just get the bag? I mean, you know? man, for the fans, I would tell the fans, you know, I would suggest that they uh, try to understand. You got a young kid coming out the hood, ninety percent of the time, not a lot of resources. Not a lot of access. Yeah. Finds a way that he could go and get some money and change his life, change his family's lifestyle. I think the fan needs to put themselves in them shoes for a minute and say, okay, I could see why somebody would be driven by the money. Mm. They come home, there's nothing in the refrigerator. The moms is crying over the bills that can't be paid. You tired of seeing this? You living like this? This is a very stressful environment. You want to escape. Somebody come to you. You might not even be that lyrical. You might not be that good at it, but you got a certain look. You got a certain weighted uh, charisma, even though you're not ill on the mic. And they say, hey, I can make you a star. I can get you out of this position. You're going to take it all day. You know what I'm saying? You're going to take it all day. Then you got some of the rappers who they just don't care about the culture of hip hop, period. They just want the money. 
You know what I'm saying? And to them, I say, listen, you got to fall in love with this. Fall in love with the art. Because if you want to be here, let me back up. You might be popping right now because it's trendy exactly. to do one particular flow over one particular sound. It's trendy. You popping. You getting money. Right. That's going to go away one day. And so, you're going to go away with it unless you fall in love with this art form because mm-hmm. that's the only way you're going to have longevity. Now, do you want to get money for two years and be nobody five years from now? Or do you want to get money for 10, 20 years, put your kids through school with, with the game that you love mm. you know, and, and, and be relevant for 20 years? Which one do you want? You know what I'm saying? Karis one, I went to a summer jam when, when, when the world was still open. Karis one had no hits that year. None. He got on the stage and rocked the whole crowd. Right. Even though everybody else on the bill Mm. had hits. Had hits. Yeah. He killed it. He killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's an MC. Yeah. So, you know, that's all I would say is like, I would just tell the fans, you know what I'm saying? To just try to understand. Now, when these when these rappers get on camera and they all cocky and yeah, I don't care about the game and you know, I'm all about the money and you know yeah, yeah. the OGs and all that, then we don't got no love for them. That's period. Yeah. We got no love for them. I know? think that's where the disconnect really comes from, man. You know, because we live in this microwave society. So a lot of people feel like, man, for them to stay here, you know. This is my opinion. It just seemed like a lot of people feel for them to stay here, they have to they have to do things like be outrageous as far yeah. as their, their character. You know, they, yeah. they, they have to do things that's uh, sensationalized, you know, because they know that their skill alone is just not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we're in an era where hip hop has transitioned to whoever getting the most attention, you know, outside of the music is getting streamed the most. Yeah. They're the best rapper to the, to the average casual listener. Yeah. So they gotta, they gotta be the best because you, you hear them all the time. Exactly. And that's, and that's, and that's false. And we, and we know know that's false. We know it. You know what I'm saying? But the casual fan for the last 10 years been hearing mediocre people celebrate it. They're hearing rap media celebrating mediocre people. Rap media that we used to love historically you know what I mean? Lowered the standards because they're trying to, you know, cater to a certain community and it's like you know. It's not you know, it's a lot of, it's not us it's not us as, you know, elders in the in you know of, of of hip-hop to say you know like talk to speak as if we don't like the culture it's certain things within the culture that we had just, we we seen the shift we remember how it used to be there yeah. used to be some it used to be more integrity involved it used to be more integrity involved we've seen it and like i always say it's not about the age because there was whack dudes from the 90s facts you know what i'm saying 
it was groups and, and rappers. I would I like I can't fuck with that. So you know that that's always gonna be there. But what it is is that they're putting this mega spotlight on it now, and it, and and it's and it's not balanced. You know, it's cool for this MC over here, this chick over here, to be a straight gimmick and get stream at the a billion streams. That's fine as long as Rhapsody is getting a billion streams. Exactly. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So it ain't like we just trying to, you know, knock knock what they doing. It's, it's 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 obvious to us, and we just have to figure out how to package that messaging. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's kind of like politics. The Republicans know how to package their messaging better to their mm -hmm. crowd exactly. than the Democrats do. Yeah. You see people, what I'm saying? People people like damn. How does how does Donald Trump? Why why does he have so many supporters? They don't understand. He knows. You know how to connect with them. He knows how to connect with them. You know what I'm saying? And us as the elders and the lyricists and the producers yeah. and, the, and the and the people like yourself in the in the rap media who understand this shit on a high level, we gotta figure out the right messaging for the youth. You know what I'm saying? So they can say, All right, let me go in here and get better. That's cool. I sold them records over there. But let me let me let me take this craft seriously and let me let me grow and elevate because I watch people elevate, dog. Lil Wayne elevated. Lil yeah. Wayne, Lil Wayne didn't come out. He wasn't a Carter Wayne at first. You know what I'm saying? He, it ain't like he was just whacking nothing. I'm just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. he saw his growth. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He, I remember the first time I thought to myself, this is an MC. You know what I'm saying? Once after a couple projects, and then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then I remember the first time I said he's transcended whatever we thought he was. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. dropped Go DJ, got on that stage with Manny Fresh back there, cutting and scratching, Killed no hype man, rocking that whole song, sounding just like the record. Just like the record. I said, yo, now... We just witnessed a guy go from this level to that level yeah, with yeah, his crap. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And 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 I say that to say other young artists in the game could do the same thing. Mm. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, it seems like a lot of times these artists are just they they they're just not getting the looks because people don't know where to look, and which is crazy because you have the internet. Yeah. So there's so many different ways. You know, we don't have we don't have the gatekeepers like we once did. What do you what do you think? I think we still do. You think we still I think do? that's the problem. I think I, I had this conversation with Planet, with Planet Asia. I, I asked him. I said, and I was jokingly, I, I said it in jest, but I again, I kind of meant it. And I, I asked him. I said, do you miss gatekeepers? Because it's a part of me that does miss gatekeepers because it seemed right. like it it filtered a lot of lot more bullshit back right. back then. Like if you to me. In my opinion, most of the artists, 90% of the artists, I feel like that was on the radio, they were worthy of radio airplay. You know? Yeah, because the gatekeepers, the AR gatekeepers, see, the gatekeepers changed. Now the gatekeepers are keeping out the lyricists. They keep it, and, and it wasn't like that before. And it wasn't like that before. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now the gatekeepers. They got the biggest playlist on Spotify. Right, right. And they're right. not letting lyricists on that playlist. Yeah, yeah. 
know what I'm saying? So the payola that used to be at the radio, the switch to the payola for the playlist. playlist you know what yeah. I mean? And the gatekeeper that used to be like, nah, dude, you're not dope enough. Go home and, yeah. and come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. This new gatekeeper is saying, you too dope. Yeah, you need to dumb that down before you could come over here with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's just all the roles switched. You know what I'm saying? You think, you think they think like you know because we know how talented you are, and we know that you are a machine within yourself. You know, um, you 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 looked at as rebellious. Yeah, possibly being rebellious. You know, something to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I can't just I can't just tell him. To do it this way, and he's going to do it because he has his own mind. He has his own mind. He has, he has his, his own, own his own vision. He has his own vision. He has his own vision. I can't just tell him, "Listen, dog, go in here and say this word a hundred times." Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I sat in a meeting before with a record label, and they said, "Hey, our staff did the study. If you repeat a word sixty-two times at least, you're going to have a better chance at having a hit on the radio." That's crazy. And they were like serious about that number. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's when this is during the era of super repetitive hooks. Mm. Where somebody would just say the same hook, hook, the, the same word. That be dark era. Word. I call that era the dark era of hip hop. That the, uh <laughs> oh, oh four the dark ages of hip hop. Dark ages. <laughs> it was like it was like it was so many ill niggas, man, like you and you know, uh ST Knack, that whole that whole yeah. camp. Planet Asia, you know, but it, it was like they were just it was just the dark ages, man. All you heard was the laffy taffy and yeah, like like can we like it's okay to have that, but can we balance it with some authenticity and some niggas that really want to get busy as far as showing you know the competitive the competitiveness, yeah. you know. That I mean, was missing. That that they 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 wiped that away for that. They, for yeah, that, they wiped that, that off four, that four or five year span. Oh four to like oh eight. I think when 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 Wayne came out when they when the Carter three got so big, and they saw the level up in him, they said, "Man, let's start. Let's go back and see what we missed because we we didn't we wasn't fucking with none of y'all niggas that was rapping." Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing, you know. But it was a but it was a movement bubbling. So talk about that, man. Just you getting busy during that time, man, and really again. Around that time, like I said, you know, the, my first project, my first introduction to you, the, uh, the St. Valentine's uh, Day boss of the yes. brother. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, from 07 to 08, man, I was like, man, ain't nobody fucking with this dude cricket out, man. Man, I appreciate it, bro. Nobody's, nobody's fucking like, 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 you can be as good, but you can't be better. Hey, man, I appreciate you can't it. Can't be better. There's a ceiling to how good a nigga can be because you, you reached that ceiling, bro. I, man, dog, I salute that because, you know, we take this super serious. You know, like, that's during the era when I did the first Hip Hop Weekly series. Oof. And, um, you know, I was trying to create separation between myself mm. and whoever people thought was right. on the same level I was on at the time. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I got to create some separation. And, dude, it was heaven. So many bars flying from from different camps, and you know what I'm saying. Like I could just turn on Flip Mode Squad, and somebody gonna give me something crazy. You know what right. I'm saying? No, no facts. And facts. just like you know, that was just a, that was just a time for us to flourish, 
And like you said, bro, it all came down when the money start coming in. Mm. It start changing things when when the super stupid stupid du- money starts coming in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It start really changing things, yeah. dog. And, yeah. and, and and rap became like the NBA. You got to be a good player to start. Priorities change. Priorities change. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if niggas from the deepest niggas that the nigga on the, the on the third string was was the star player. Right. You know, and the star and the nigga with the most talent was on the bench somewhere. Like we gonna just put Jordan on the bench. Go put Jordan. You know what I'm saying? This is what rap is like now. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. So it's like we gotta figure out a way to come together as a lyricist community, like, and niggas gotta stop fronting. You know what I mean? They gotta stop fronting, they gotta put their ego to the side, yeah. they gotta stop talking in, in public about unity, but they really ain't about it. Mm. Like all that need to stop. We need to come up with a committee of lyricists that says, hey, every time a lyricist drop, we mm. all posting that shit. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be all a lot of it, it look like a, a, a lot of lot of shade going on that's unnecessary. It's, it's enough. The, the the audience, the hip hop audience is so big that all the nice niggas can eat because it ain't like it's a million of y'all, but it's enough yeah. to, to keep the masses fed that's into that type of shit. Bro, that's, imagine that's, if we had a committee. Like I wanted, I've been talking about this. I wanted to start a committee full of lyricists right. that make a pledge to promote one another whenever they drop. You don't gotta do too much. How long do it take you to post on Instagram? Like a how long do it take you to tweet tweet a link out? Yeah, yeah. That ain't nothing. If if, if the lyricists came together like that and always kept it cracking with each other, and that's what the whack niggas is doing. That's what they doing. They just they all fuck with each other, <laughs> like, exactly. like a like a bunch of whack niggas. They're like, yo, you know what? We make what we don't have in this area, and hey, we go have in unity. So we go, we go, we we go, we go give off this this uh, appearance or this illusion as we as if we're the nicest in the game. Yeah, but we know um, we're not. We know when it comes to like musically, we know that we're not. They gotta know it. Like I remember uh Double XL had uh they had a freshman cover, right? And they called me because they were doing, you know, the they were um talking to everybody who ever appeared on a freshman cover before. Right. And I was on the first freshman cover ever of double XL. Yeah, I remember that. So they were like, yo, what did you think about the cipher? And I said, I feel like those dudes disrespected y'all's platform. Facts. Because I remember when somebody like XXL, BET, Source, anybody that was respectable had a cypher. And we was in our heyday. We was young guns. Y'all trying to take niggas' heads off. We was trying to take niggas' heads off. End of story. We was pacing in the motherfucking hotel room in New York, like nigga, I gotta go to this cipher tomorrow. Because we respect the planet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. These niggas came on this double XL cipher and start freestyling <laughs> off the top of the head, some garbage. <laughs> and like, didn't even rap. They just did ad libs in a yeah, cipher. Yeah, I yeah. never see somebody jump in a cipher and just do ad libs. 
That shit was. You know what I'm I, I, I said if we let this slide, it's 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 going to be a, it's, it's going to set hip hip hop back. It's going to it's going to set hip hop back because if the masses re- if they accept this, and that's what they did, we realized like man, you can pretty much do whatever you want if you got a certain type of image or swagger, or whatever. We go fuck with that, you know. And guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna have some kid at complex.com that don't know shit about hip hop writing all the journals about hip hop. Oh man. And he gonna tell you, he gonna give he gonna use his college education to tell you why this whack ass rapper is the shit. He gonna use some that, analytics. Yeah, he gonna get he gonna make a whole think piece on this rapper, this this garbage yeah. rapper. And sell it to the reader <laughs> that yo, this dude is really ill. He's a genius because yeah. of this, 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 this. Yeah. And it's like, yo, a lot of people gotta get moved out the way. You know what I'm saying? If we're not gonna move them out the way, we gotta create our own. Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah. be like, listen, don't listen to what they're talking about over there. They don't <laughs> about the yeah. you know what I'm saying? Culture vultures. Yeah, dog. We right. can't sit back, dog. Like I could imagine. And we got culture vultures within our within the black community. Oh man, some of them niggas look just like you. That's <laughs> that's that's what we always say. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like what them is the most dangerous ones sometimes. Oh, they oh, go, right. Man, they gonna sell it to you on some on some. Hey, I'm just like you, and they gonna yeah. sell the bullshit. So, dog, we just gotta. It's a lot of work to do. And that's the reason why I did the show One Shot on BET. When we went around 2015 looking for the next hottest MC. Yeah, yeah. That was city to city and all that because we got to be men of action. I ain't going to just sit back and, and complain about it, some whack motherfuckers. I'm going to go find the dope motherfuckers. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? That's what I'm going to do. So we went out to go find them. And, dog, we were in Chicago, dead of winter. It was 5,000 contestants in the world. <laughs> The little number five, they had to block the street off, lock yeah, it down. Yeah. The news came out. They didn't know what was going on. It's like, what's going on over here? So you just have 5,000 talented, passionate people who might never get in the game because they wasn't on some bullshit with their material. Yeah. So I think about it like this. What if Rakim did never get put in the game because he was too good? Mm. Change, the whole, change the whole landscape of hip hop. Change the whole landscape. That's what's happening now, though. I done took very talented artists to labels, and they done told me to my face. They don't got enough SoundCloud plays. They don't got enough YouTube views. They don't got enough followers on on social media. So we can't we can't sign them. They talented, could be a star. We can't sign them though. That's that's ridiculous. That's what that's where we are in the game. It seems like you know. I said this to a friend. I said, man, I'm gonna be honest. A lot of people, if you're if you're a casual music listener and you complain about hip hop, I can understand your perspective of saying as saying, oh, it's terrible, it sucks, it's not what, but if you really listen to the level of talent that we have, but it's just not getting displayed, I'm gonna say, man, we are in a golden era of hip hop. It's just not on the forefront. It's on yep. the it's 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 independent. We got the we got you, we got them Griselda boys, we got Huss, we got Asia, we I mean 
Mossy, I can we can go on all day, man. You guys have a body of work yeah. that you can rightfully put up with some of the greatest music in hip hop. Yes, sir. Has came out, you know. I'm just listening to your Apex Predator from 2014, man, which I think was I think that joint got slept on so heavy, man. Yeah, they sleep, they slept, man. I, I, and 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 and, I, and you're one of those artists, man. I feel you don't need features, man. So talk about that, man. Talk about you know how how some artists, man, are really reliant upon their circle or their associations. Yeah, and artists right. like and artists like yourself are, are, are original, but because you do your own thing and you're not following the the, the masses, again. They 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 try to make it difficult. Yeah, dog. I mean, a lot of artists. There's a formula. Right now, the formula that the labels have is whoever's streaming the most. That's who we gonna put new artists with. I don't care if they sound good together. I don't care if they know each other. I don't care if they don't got no chemistry. If this dude is streaming good, we got to get him on this record. So. When you go into the studio and your mindset is, I'm trying to make a Walmart product that's going to go across the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey. Your, your mind is already in the wrong place. You're not going to make no classic. You know what I'm saying? Because everything is, okay, now we need the club song. Okay, now we need the depressed song. Okay, yeah. now we need, you know what I mean? And it's generic. Like, it's a very generic process. It's cookie cutter, generic. And it's like, yo, that's where we are. So, you know, I didn't want to play the radio game. I did a song called Boom Boom Clap. Oh, that, that was that was that was hard. I remember that. Thank you. I did a song called Boom Boom Clap, dog, and it was ahead of his time. We was 808 in it before a trap explosion. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um it was one of the most requested songs on a particular station out here in Cali. They would not play the song, though, because I didn't give the bag to them. Mm. See what I'm saying? So they just ignored the fact that people was calling, 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 calling because they didn't. They wanted that bag. So, my so it, it is, it's really a radio game. Like, it's really yeah. real. A lot of people think that's that's a rumor. Like, oh, nah, it ain't that. That's that's gone. They don't do that no more. That was old. That's old shit. They was doing that back in the day. It ain't no big hit out there that ain't been paid for, dog. You know, and one way it makes or the other. Sense. It makes and sense. And one way or the other. It's a machine. Like these niggas that you hear on the and it's not no hate, and it's just it's, we we just stating facts. It's just what it is. Yeah, because I could have easily said, all right, here, here go the bag, and then you know, hey. that's cool. You know, I could have, hey. but I just said, you know what, I'm not playing that game. So the internet, I took to the internet. And was like, you know what? I'm gonna be just over here. Y'all could go ahead and play that game. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like after being a veteran over here, and I used to rep, I still do rep the coast real hard. So it's like yeah. you should want to play my shit. Right. When I go to Atlanta, I hear Atlanta shit. You know what I'm saying? When I'm in Chicago, I hear Chicago shit. Yeah. When I'm in when I'm on the West. It was a time where we never heard no West Coast artists. It it was the South. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it was like, you know, I just didn't want to play that game. So yeah. it's, it's it's reasons why my career path took the path. It's a lot of games that I refused to take part in. That was just one. 
You know what I'm saying? But uh, when I look back, though, I don't regret nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, bro, I come from nothing. Right. You know, we had roaches in the cereal, bro. You know, that shit, that shit made cornflakes look like raisin bran, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, and, that- <laughs> and, the, and to be where I'm at right now, I'm thankful. I'm hey, grateful. Hey. I ain't got no complaints. Um, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, how does it feel, man, like, to sit back and realize, like, I did it my way. Like, a lot of these artists, man, like you said, they, 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 they popping. We see them every day, but they're high-priced slaves. You have been able to to cultivate a career and a you know not you know a, a body of work. Yes, sir. That, that is deserving of a certain level of respect. Yes, without sir. compromising. So you 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 know how does it feel to be able to hold on to something like that? It feels great, man. You know what I mean? Because I seen I seen those who compromise got hits fell off and really, really lost a piece of their soul. Yeah. And you sit and you talk to them and they hollow inside because of the journey they went through was just real fucked up because they, they, they went against their morals or, you know, they did some wild shit to get where they are and then they fell off and they can't deal with that. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen, I've seen some horrible stories like that. And then I've seen some, some success stories. But each artist is going to have their own journey. They're going to have their own path. You know, a radio hit might put you in a Bentley. Right. And a cult following might put me in one. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So go get there. We we both going to the same place. We both here. We both here. It's the path I took. And this is path you took. So, you know, I just like to keep a lot of integrity, man, because. There's still people who love that shit. There's still yeah. people who love hip hop. They love they love lyrics. They love beats. They love, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I just I just focus on them. You know what I mean? I focus on them. And it's harder to get to them sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I walked into when I really realized that independent, it was hard to be independent. As I walked into a Starbucks. And I seen Alicia Keys uh, uh, CD on the on on the counter, and I said, "Damn, as an independent, it'd be damn near impossible for me to get my CD in all the Starbucks." You know what I'm saying? So it'd be damn near impossible for me to sound scan a first week like her, because yeah. I don't have that access as being indie. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I had to accept that. Like, okay, when you indie, you got to carve out whole different lanes. Yeah. You can't really just always focus on what the majors are doing because they got so much bread, power, and access that it's very hard to compete with what they're doing. Now, a lot of the fans, they don't get that. Talk about that. Talk about that because it seems as if, like you said, to, to, to add to your point, you have to be able to focus on your creativity as well as the the business you know, uh, aspect of it. So talk about how... You know, talk about balancing that. You know, what is that like? For the new artists, I would always say, man, you got to wear several hats or have a team, period. You got to have somebody with a marketing mind or you got to have a marketing mind. You got to have somebody who understands social media or you got to understand social media. You got to have somebody who understands the business 
or you got to understand in business. There's no more. You are a very lucky artist if all you know how to do is make music and you be able to pop off that. You're very lucky. Nowadays, you need to have a good idea of how to do shit. Like my man, Dane, who used to own Funk Volume with Hobson's Hobson label. Right, right, right. He has something called the Music Entrepreneurs Club, MEC. Mm. I always tell young artists, follow Dame MEC on Instagram, Twitter. Look up the Music Entrepreneur Club because he's giving out jewels to independent artists and leaving breadcrumbs so you can follow them and get to where you're trying to get. How to monetize your shit. How to monetize your shit. Because there's multiple ways to monetize. They, they don't listen to the rappers. They're going to tell you they came out of high school, went straight to the league, and now they balling, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And you're looking at their end result, and you're trying to compare your beginning to their end result. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't do that. Understand, you can get TV show placements and clock a check. You can ghostwrite clock a check. Mm. You can sell merch to your community and clock a check. There's different ways for you to take care of yourself in music that don't have nothing to do with all the fancy Hollywood shit you see. Okay. And you can have a career in this shit. Numbers mean everything. Don't think about, I need a million fans. If you got 10,000 solid diehard fans, you, you could become rich. Yeah, I've seen it. You can live your whole life. 10,000 yeah. solid fans, drop a $40 hoodie. That's 400 grand. What? You see what I'm saying? Some vinyl, some CDs. Drop some CDs, some vinyls. You know what I mean? Have a relationship with the people who are supporting you. Yeah. They're not just faces in a crowd. They're not just a sea of people. These are real people spending their real fucking money. Yeah. Buy your product, buy your music. Have a relationship with them. You know what I'm saying? You should know these people. And there's just too many ways, man, to get it. And I just think that a lot of these artists want to skip steps. Yeah. And that's, that's not the right way to go about it. And it's a way to make yourself miserable. Because you don't understand why you in your mind felt I'm just as good as Drake and I only got a hundred streams and he got a hundred billion. You know what I'm saying? That's a mind fuck for an artist. Yeah. You feel me? Because you're comparing yourself to a man, his end results, and to a man who has a machine behind him. Talk about that machine. That <laughs> I have, my brother. You know what I'm hey, saying? You can't, like, you can't compete with that machine. Like you can't, dog. They got it, it, anytime you have a guy, and there's no disrespect to Drake because I believe he is talented. But mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people don't want to say this, but it's just Absolutely. what it is. Uh, and and you can't be that accurate. Like everything he throws, it lands. Yeah. It it it, it you know, everything he you know, his accuracy is just phenomenal. Phenomenal. And it, it, no matter when or where he can drop something at midnight, one in the yeah. morning, it's gone, and it's go and it's out. It's into the it's into the universe. Yeah, you know, whereas so another artist got to do promotions and got to have you know just he got to do so much. But being that he's already 
created this 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 uh you know this machine and he has a machine behind him talk about like what do you think as far as you know artists just realizing like you again this is my fan base let me focus on this fan base and realize even if it never gets to where where we're saying a guy is that i'm able to take care of my family i am a boss i'm taking i'm able to take care of my family doing what i love and that's yeah, what you, man. and you have your your you are a prime example of that so how talk about that feeling hey man listen bro mac miller rest in peace i was on the phone with mac mac said hey man you know what i did i ignored everybody and focused on my fans I don't care if I only have 40, 50 fans. I just focused on them. And that started growing and growing and growing and growing. And I think that a lot of people, like I said, they don't want to do the work. Because that takes work mm -hmm. to grow your community. If you're an artist in the game right now, you need to have a community, period. And I think we get distracted by all the flashiness on Instagram and all the stories on, 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 on media takeout and the shade room. And you're looking at these major artists and you're like, man, I need to be like that. I'm just as talented. And you're not focusing on the people. The people are who, that's who's going to make you who you need to be. Exactly. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you create a certain amount of community, the labels, if that's what you want, they're going to knock on your door. Yeah. Because this is what you're doing. You got a movement. Yeah. They're going to want in. You know what I'm saying? So if that's something that you want, you still might have to build your community. So focus on that, man, and, and, and be a mini machine. Have your own little machine. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, dog, because they don't understand. Like, And the fans, again, they might not get it. No doubt. They might not understand that they favorite rapper guy. Soon as he come out, there's gonna be two million dollars on the table for him to market his product. Now you take two million dollars and you compare that to two thousand dollars. Who you think I'm gonna see the most? The artist that got two thousand dollars to market, or the artist who got two million? Here's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, this this the, the possibility is just so much is so much greater. So you gotta understand what playing field you want. I need artists on to come up to under to be very self aware. Leave the ego to the side. Be self-aware. Understand, you're not playing on the same field Eminem is playing on. You're not playing on the same field Drake is playing on. You're not playing on the same field that Atlantic Records' hottest artist is playing on. You're not on that field, my brother. You on this field. So let's score some touchdowns on this there field. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because like I said, and that's why I say I feel like it's a golden era. I'm looking at, you know, for example, you know, the, these, the, the Griselda boys. I remember seeing, I went to a concert to see them back in, I believe, 20, maybe 2014. Here right. in Washington, D.C., it was like 40, it was like 40 people in a crowd. Yes, I, I felt I, like maybe 30, to be honest. I'm being generous. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, man, people don't realize, like, this is something special. And I felt embarrassed. I was like, yo, here I'm in D.C. And I'm, I'm thinking my city knows real hip hop because I right. in my circle, my niggas know that real shit. But right. so I'm like, man, when these guys come, oh, we, we go show up. We go let them know that, hey, we fuck with this. We on this. 
My right. head, bro. You 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 was able to chop it up with with Benny Conway, all of them in the, in the lobby, man. It was like I was like, damn, they ain't had no entourage, yeah. nothing. And now yeah. to see where they went, to see them cultivate that fan base where they good, they, they they have a cult following. Yes, sir. That is a cult following, you know. Mm -hmm. They got a cult following, but they built it. They didn't skip steps. They didn't skip steps. Yeah. You know what I'm it, saying? It, they it, built, it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight. They built that from the ground up. So they deserve everything they got. You know what I'm saying? And now the labels is knocking on their door like crazy. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's a beautiful thing because, like you said, doing it your way. You know what I'm saying? That's a beautiful thing, man. So it's a solace, it's a solace in that. It's, it's a solace. And, you know, you, you, I can, I can, I can see why someone, you should take pride in that, you know? You sleep at, you know, like, hey, man. You know, I wasn't with none of the other shit. I came in here. I kept my integrity. I love the culture, and I think I think about ways of, of, of pushing the culture forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, my whole thing is, if we in this motherfucking culture, we should be trying to figure out how can we push it forward. Push it forward. Yeah. You know, well, how can we? How can we? How can we give back? How can we give back? How can we push the boundaries of creativity? You know what I'm saying? How? I, I got a chance to chop it up with Rakim. I asked him and him the same question. What's next? What's the next level of lyricism? After yeah, everything that's it. happened lyrically in the history of hip hop, what's the next level? And they both said the same shit. I'm searching for that. Mm. Still students of the game. You know what I'm saying? That's Talk about that, man. Talk about that. Like you, here you are, man. We, you've been in the game twenty plus years, and your skill level, man. I mean, it's 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 like, man, you 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 you're better than ever. You know, you at the top of your you at the top of your game. You know, this most recent uh project, man. That I'm I'm man. I'm talking about this project, this flag. I'm just like, man, this brother is is continue to come with it. So, what I want to ask is, you know. A lot of artists, you know, you know, the hip hop community, let me take this back. The hip hop community, they feel like as you get older, you know, like you lose something. Like, you know, not realizing like they, they think that hip hop is just a young man's sport. So it's like no matter how ill you are, when you get of a certain age, we on to the next. So what do you think about this ageism, this ageism in hip hop? We got to get rid of it. There's no expiration date on talent. We got to get rid of that shit, man, because Mick Jagger can still pack the whole auditorium. We got to treat our veterans the same way rock treat their veterans and legends. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm so happy. Jay-Z, as old as he is, he drop a verse on something and people go crazy still. Exactly. Dr. Dre, as soon as he drops something, people go crazy. M, mm. he go out of motherfucking country, 80,000 people in the crowd. Chuck D. Same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, Ice T just won a fucking Grammy for body count for, yeah, for yeah. heavy metal rap shit. Yeah. You know, Royce hit his 40s and got his first nomination for a Grammy yeah, album, right. of the year, rap album of the year. You see and he produced it, rapped and produced it. And he produced the whole shit. So it's like, there is no, that's a myth. We got to do away with that. But a, a, a part of it, I, I think, is on the elders to stop trying to talk at the young guns 
and talk to them. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that whole, I'm one of the young niggas doing it better than the old niggas, that mentality will start to disappear and it'll be a bond of unity if the elders take it because they be like, I ain't talking to them because the motherfucker got to want to listen. They right, don't want right. to listen. They ain't got yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I got I got an idea. Make time. Make time because you the one who's seen it all. Exactly. So you need to give back. You need to holler at these young kids and be like, yo, my G, buy some property. Right. Invest some of your bread. You know what I'm saying? This ride could be over anytime. Make mm. sure your paperwork is straight. You know what I mean? Leave a legacy for your children. You see what I'm saying? Like, we got to get at them on some real shit, dog. But we can't just get on there and be like, oh, such and such is whack. Right. Now, somebody that's disrespecting the gang, I don't got no love for that. Because I love hip hop. You got you to gotta purge them out the gang. Yeah, I love hip hop. <laughs> I love hip hop. Yeah. So when I hear somebody like when Post Malone was, you know, I want some real shit. I don't live to hip hop. Well, guess what, Pope? Get the fuck out the way, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't got no mercy on somebody talking crazy about the game that put exactly. them where they exactly. You know and that's I mean? the level of disrespect that I'm talking about. It's unnecessary. If you're benefiting off the game, I don't know no, I don't know anybody in any other culture where they would they would partake in that culture and and be as openly disrespectful. Even yeah. if you are in another culture and you see some things within that culture that you don't agree with, you're keeping that to yourself. Because you yeah. know that you know that that culture it benefits what you are doing at the that's what it is. And to make a blanket statement like that, and I don't got no problems with, with Post. I'm just saying I have a problem with what he said. Yeah, that's and what the thing is, to make a blanket statement like that is erasing all the people who are making real shit in hip-hop. Yeah. To say it ain't no real shit in hip-hop, and Kendrick just want to pull a surprise, we got we to gotta back that thought process up. Like, hold up. Nah, we can't be on that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, we just we love this, man. This is this this is this is the only culture that a lot of people of color have, especially black people. They took our culture from us. Yeah. You know what I mean? They beat it out of us, hung and lynched it out of us. Yeah. So when hip hop came along, you know what I mean? We grabbed onto it. And this is this is the only culture that we got. It is a culture, you know. KRS one went to the UN and made sure it was recognized as a culture. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? This affects how we speak. This affects how we dress. This affects how we think, how we communicate with each other. Yeah. This yeah. is a culture. It's a lifestyle. It. You know what I mean? And we're not and we're not just gonna let people talk bad about the culture. We just not. So yeah. so you so you mentioned a very interesting, you know, individual who I have a high level of respect for, but it seems like a lot of supporters of hip hop have a problem with him for some reason, you know, and the the gentleman I'm talking about is, is, is your brother Eminem. What do you think right. most, a lot, I'm not, I don't want to say most because, but a lot of hip hop fans What what, why do you think they take, pro, uh, they, they, they take a, a problem with Eminem? I think there was a narrative floating around a couple years ago. It started saying that he wasn't part of the culture. He just benefiting off the culture with white privilege. Basically saying all type of things and it became a cool trend to downplay his status in hip hop. 
you know, and I think a lot of people bid onto that wave and decided that they was going, you know, push that narrative. He's a student of the game. He probably got more hip hop knowledge than the average motherfucker walking around the streets. Forgot more than most niggas ever knew. That part. <laughs> that part. He loved the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's a motherfucking lyrical genius. Flat out. You know what I'm saying? He put words together in a robotic form. You know what I mean? Like, he know how to do this shit because he studied the fuck out of it. You know what I mean? And that narrative was just getting pushed because one, a lot of clout that getting news, you're getting people paying attention to what you're saying, shit like that. You know what I mean? But if you're a real lyricist, you understand what that man is doing in that booth. Let's take away the sales. Let's take away everything else. Exactly. Just listen to what he's doing in that booth. If you're a real lyricist, you understand he's phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? So that's the part I focus on and say, hey, I can't let that ride what y'all talking about with the M shit. It became cool for motherfuckers to try to do that shit. We're going to squash that. You know what I mean? Because M had the, 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 the presence of mind and the love for the culture to try to make sure that a group like Slaughterhouse was introduced to the mainstream like these are the type of motherfuckers that need to be occupying space in mainstream rap. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of motherfuckers that wouldn't assign Slaughterhouse. He was the first artist pushing that as far as like coming off the dark ages of hip hop. Mm -hmm. Coming off the dark age. So talk about that. How did Slaughterhouse come together? How, you know, what, what part did Eminem uh, play in that? We came together. We did our first album on E1. You know what I'm saying? The fans put Slaughterhouse together. We did a song called Slaughterhouse on Joe. On mm. one of those, uh, Moon Music 3. And um, was it that? I can't remember. I think it was that Moon Music. I think he had some kind of joint. I and I know that I'm going to get roasted. They always roast me because I forget shit. But you know. It got, it got Nino, Nino Bless on that joint. Nino bless on the joint. You know, right. I'm five years sober. I'm five years sober, so people gotta understand right. that I, I drunk a lot know. of my I drunk a lot of my brain cells. <laughs> I can't remember all the kind of shit that, that it, I should. We did this song to slaughterhouse. The fans loved it. We came back together and did a song called Onslaught. They loved it again, and we was like, yo, let's just do some group shit. Yeah, fans created onslaught. <laughs> Yeah, dog. All I forgot you know? about that all slide. <laughs> Man. Yeah, go ahead, dog. So we Man. did all slide. Fans loved it. We made Slaughterhouse. We did the self-title album on E1. M heard the album. He was like, yo, this these dudes are phenomenal. We need to get them on Shady. And me and Royce already knew that Shady was the home. You know what I mean? We already, before M even heard that, we was like, yo, M understands lyricism. This will be a great home for Slaughterhouse. Made it happen. And, um, you know, to this day, M still fuck with Slaughterhouse, no matter what. We got an official yeah. release from, from Shady Records. Mm -hmm. Along with Shady Records, we got an official release. 
But to this day, M fucks with that brand yeah. because he's a hip hop head and he n- understands that, you know, that was that was top tier lyricism going on. You know what I mean? We, 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 he know he know what that represents. He knows exactly what it represents and it represents what he represents. You know what I'm saying? So it's really it, it was really a good thing, man. And, you know, it didn't turn out how we wanted it to. But I'm the type so, of dude. What, what, why, why do you think that? What, you know, a lot of a lot of fans, we would, you know, like, you know, prior to the first uh, shady, uh, you know, Slaughterhouse project, you know, that 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 project on E1 was was crazy. It was killing it. You know, yeah, so we, we we figured, you know, like, man, you this is this is almost like what the Golden State Warriors did with adding KD and with the New Jersey. Like, that's how we looked at y'all. And it just seemed like there was just a, you know, maybe a disconnect in, you know, creates, a, a, you know, what what a, a, the vision that, you know, you what, gotta what, get- what, what do you think it was? You gotta get uh you gotta get on the same page, man. Like I remember reading an article and Jay-Z said that things didn't click for Rockefeller until everybody got on the same page. If you're not on the same page, shit ain't gonna work out, bro. It's gonna fall apart. Everybody was a solo artist to begin with. Yeah. There's a lot of different mindsets, attitudes, behaviors, visions. You know, and once once those things start colliding, it, it was almost impossible to stay on the same page. And that's and that's what ultimately led to us going away. And I feel like I feel like if we would have put the fans first, we'd be about four albums deep right now. Oh man. You know that, what I'm that, that that project, the last song I heard with all y'all on it was on um that Royce the five nine, he did a uh, bar exam. Mm-hmm. And man, chopping I was like, block. "What's it called?" Chopping block. The chopping block. Yeah, man. I said, "Man, yeah, y'all buy it. I missed this, man." Hey, man. I missed this. This hey, was, yo, this, was this was special. Man. How was yeah, it like man. working with those brothers, though? You know, like the create because again, I feel like the quality of the music. As far as the lyricism, man, yo, it was just top notch. So, you know, how was it, you know, what what was the uh how was it working with those brothers and what unique factor or you know characteristics did did you, you know, can you explain as far as the, the individuals? Because it seemed like you guys all had different, you know, special yeah. uh, traits. This is the only reason that I get that I get. You know, when I start talking about Slaughterhouse, this is what bothers me. If we was an all-star team, Joel Ortiz embodied New York hip-hop. Nice. We embodied that shit. The Timberlands, the Yankee fitted, the hard, rough bars, he just embodied it. Joe Button... He embodied pain music. He could really put his emotions on, on, on music and make you feel it while being lyrical. Mm. Royce, he was just a mad scientist. He knew how to express himself in many different ways. 
he knew how to put records together before he started producing. He was already producing, but it wasn't, he wasn't touching the equipment, right. but he was already like understanding how to formulate and put records together. Mm. And he's a monster lyrically. You know what I'm saying? I brought what I brought. So the whole thing is for the, I'm for the culture. Okay. Everybody knows how much I love hip hop culture. So even if we having disagreements and ain't seeing eye to eye, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Let's keep rapping. Exactly. Because all those disagreements go away when we in the booth. We still come up with great music. The disagreements wasn't making the music suffer. Yeah, it was yeah. just only making the business suffer. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I always wanted to keep our foot on the gas pedal. And I just wanted to see how far can we take this? Can we take this to the point where niggas is mentioning us in the same breath as we? Mm. If we drop Man. official albums, niggas got to talk about Slaughterhouse like they talk they, about they, all they, of them. They, they, have, they have to. You know what I'm saying? They have, they have to. And that's what I'm on. But I understand everybody got their own you know, vision. Everybody got their own way of looking at the situation yeah. and all that. I'm just hoping that we could give one more for closure. You know what I'm saying? I'm just hoping that we could get to this one more. I talked to Royce. I was talking to him last night on FaceTime about Slaughterhouse. I heard I heard it's, it's damn near complete. Glasshouse, yeah, but I'm thinking like, man, we're going to probably drop some new shit. So you go scrape that, or you go you go add some. I don't know what's gonna happen to Glass House. It's in it's in limbo. I, yeah. I think I think that it will definitely be heard one day. That's what's up. I do think that. I don't think it's gonna be on the. It's just in the vault forever. It's gonna come out one day. But I think you know, as far as you know, the first look of Slaughterhouse is gonna probably be. It's gonna involve some new music. You know mm. what I mean? Niggas got a lot to talk about right now. It's been some years. Whole bunch of shit done went down. Hell yeah. It's it's a lot to talk about. I think yeah, it'll be yeah. easy, man. I think it'll be like the old days. It'll be like zip zip. And we and we'll we'll look around in six days and have about 15 joints, you know? Yeah, your fans still here. It's it's like, you know, as you guys have grown and matured and, and, and level up, it's you know, your fans are they pretty much doing the same thing. So how does it feel to still have that connection with the you know the people that you know fell in love with you from day one? It feels good, man. No fans, no us. That's just point blank. And it feels yeah. great. You know what I mean? When people talk about Slaughterhouse, man, they come out passionate, passionate behind what they're talking about. You know, when I'm on Twitter with the rap kind of stars, if I mention Slaughterhouse, it's going down. The conversation is going to get good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just love that. I love it, man. You know what I mean? I love it, bro. It's 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 really it's really a house game, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think we'll give them one more. Don't, don't man. I think we'll give them one more. Some something happened. Something happened. I could feel the energy when I talk to the to the to everybody, man. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. No, that's that's man. That's that's love, man. So again, man, you you know you just I want to talk about this this last album, man, because I feel like this last project, this flag. In my opinion, it was it was it was in my top ten projects of twenty twenty. You know, Thank I, you. you know, you got a you got a you know you got an Eminem production on on you know on one on 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 one of these joints. 
you know, like with the lyricism, man, it seemed like, man, you went like alien mode, man. So what was the the concept, you know, what inspired this 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 uh this flag project? Man, COB is the holy cloth, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Kabiana right here. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. You know, she's chilling. But uh I just man, I, the flag of COB stands for so much for me. It's, it's, it just it stands for for unity. Yeah. It stands for it stands for forward thinking. It stands for all that shit. So I wanted to do something on that level. That's why I got the Malcolm X pose. You know what I'm saying? With the motherfucking, you know, with the car bandana on. Yeah, the bandana. Yeah. It's like, yo, I want y'all to think when you listen to the music. You know what I'm saying? I want I want to be able to provoke some sort of feelings, emotions, and thoughts. And, you know, so much going on in the world. I felt like everybody was partying and having a good time while the world was burning. Exactly. I said, hey, man, let me let me report live from the street corners of the time and, and tell people mm-hmm. what's going on out here. And, you know, it was just a great process. I did it in about a week. And, uh, you know, you had Teenage Killer, where I, you know, sort of mm-hmm. voice sound like a younger guy. That cop you know, season. Yeah, that cop season, you know man. what I mean? You got this one line in that on that cop season when you talk about like, you know, when I die, man, don't 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 celebrate me when it was a time, you know, we could have did music together. You know, you you didn't show that same love. But now the nigga, yeah. you know, so talk talk a little bit about that, man. Like, you know, I thought that was very uh very introspective, man, and very, and very you know, very honest. I mean, look, here we are. Everybody is posting, you know, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. As they should. Nip was Nip was the great, you know what I mean? But no. a lot of them guys who posted those pictures didn't fuck with Nip when he was here. You know what I mean? They wasn't they wasn't talking about his music. They didn't go to the shows. They didn't buy the mixtape. You know what I'm saying? But now that he's gone. They all got them on on the Instagram. I don't like yeah. that. You see what I'm saying? When he did, they did his funeral. Was at the Staples Center. Right. I went to his funeral. The whole Staples Center was packed. It's like he sold out the Staples Center. That's crazy. Why come he can't sell it out while he's living? You see what I'm saying? Like. We got to get off that mentality of we only going, you know, celebrate people when they die. Yeah. When they hear putting in the work, acknowledge it. You know what I mean? So I could I, I, I don't want none of them. None of these rappers out here. To be. You know, false flagging and yeah. be like, oh, you know, oh, he gone now. I mean, his album. I really rocked with this album. Rest in peace. Nah, dog. Right. Use your platform right now to tell people that you fuck with, with the shit I'm doing. I do it every day. Like I right. said, when I'm on right. Twitter, I got something called the Rap Connoisseurs, and we all talk rap every day on Twitter. And, you know, we give flowers to people all day, every day. 
You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just feel like they should keep it real like that, man. And in that moment, that's just how I was feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that shit is whack. You know what I mean? Let's let's yeah. let's celebrate each other while we still here. No doubt, no doubt. Well, look, you know, we coming up on, you know, we coming up on the two year anniversary of, uh, you know, Nip's, uh, you know, tr- uh, you know, passing. You know, how influential you think, uh, you, you know, you think uh, Nipsey Hussle was not just, you know, for that time, but also for a lot of these artists that's coming after him. You know what? How do you feel? You know, what do you think about his influence overall? Oh, man. I feel like us people to want to be owners, to want to own, have ownership in in whatever their talent is. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the most impactful part because here we are in, in this day and age still being robbed. Artists are still being robbed. You know what I'm saying? We still getting the crumbs sometimes, especially if you're on a major, mm. getting the crumbs of you, you know, you playing all harvest. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm back. I'm back. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all good. So, so Nip's impact, man, on um, independence and, and and ownership was just incredible, and his impact in the community, the things that he did for his community, he set an example for everybody to follow. And um, you know, I went over there and spoke to some kids out of school in his hood. And the murals is just everywhere, even at the school. Yeah. And that just lets you know what kind of impact he had when they paint him face the school. You know what I mean? That just lets you know that he 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 did the right thing. He was a hometown hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it, it's it, it's tragic, man. It's tragic. Yeah. We gotta we gotta we gotta come off that, bro. We gotta come off that. We gotta really celebrate our heroes while they're here. Yeah. And we got to protect them while they're here, too, to our best ability. You know what I mean? Because I I, I feel for these young people who watch that on on the Internet and got traumatized yeah. by that image. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of these kids got PTSD watching all the bullshit go on in hip-hop. Mm. Live Talk about on, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They, they, um, they got some issues they need to unpack. You know, a lot, lot of them is, is, is they numb to it. Yeah. You know, they, they see it so that's, often. That's not, good. that's not good, man. Yeah. Normalizing that shit is not the way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we got to really, because they burying that shit. It's going to come back up somehow. Right. So right. we got to just be real. We got to be leaders of the culture, man. We guardians. In our era, our AAR guarding the culture man so we got to speak on things like this you know what i mean and we got to let it be known that you know we hear y'all we feel y'all 
And we 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 want to promote positivity and change in the hip hop community. Period. You ever you ever fall fall out of uh, out of love with hip hop? There's been a time you just like man. The business. The business. Fuck, fuck, fuck this shit. Yeah, the business. The business of hip hop because it's flooded with vultures. You know what I'm saying? It's flooded with vultures, and the business will make you want to just jet up out of here. But that's why earlier I said you got to fall in love with the craft. Because mm, when you love the craft, you you you're not gonna just jet on the first one. You didn't, you're not gonna just leave leave a yeah you know one stumble. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know you go because you you're in love. So and when you fall in love with it, you could deal with that other shit. But yeah, the business is is really whack. It's a lot of vultures. It's a lot of people that can push buttons that don't know nothing about the culture and don't care about the culture, and they're making millions of dollars off of some shit that they don't give a fuck about and they in the driver's seat steering us into a brick wall you know what i'm saying so we gotta we just gotta stand up man and like puff said he said we gotta take the culture back he right about that you know what i mean like you love love, you can love him or hate him he right about that you know what i'm saying people people took people took issue with that as if as if what he said was wrong yeah, you know, sometimes they don't like the messenger. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they don't like the messenger, but yeah. it, it was truth. It was facts because it's too many talented people out there that need a shot that ain't getting a shot because the person behind the desk don't understand what the fuck is going on. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. some of us got to get behind that desk. You know what I mean? You I mean, that's the next, that you do, does, does that look likely? You know, does that look more likely? Is, does the, is, the, is the, the future brighter? You know, can you see that? You know, I always, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic, man. That's just how I got to be. So, my whole thing is, you know, with brothers like you putting people like me on the platform and us having this conversation, it, it means something. It's like Fox said, you might not change shit, but you might spark the mind that changes shit. No doubt, no doubt. You know what I mean? So right now, somebody might be watching this and be like, yo, I I know what I got to do now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, dog, I'm always optimistic. You know, I I think we got J.I.D. out here. He he young gunning. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We got, got, you know, Earth Gang. You know, Dreamville got some young hitters over there. You yeah, feel me? Yeah, yeah. TD, TDE ain't done talking to him. You feel no, me? Nah. I was there with Sean, Kendrick, all them boys. Yeah, man. So, you know, I hey, shout out 3D T. You know, she hard. You know what I'm saying? It's just so many. It's so Wallace. many people. That, yeah, man. It's so many people that's ready to go and, and, and carrying the flag. Sarah, you know what I'm saying? Out of, out of my just, city. Out of D.C. You know, you feel yeah, me? Yeah. So, so what do you, yeah, you know? We, you know, we, you know, um, Nas album. You know, it it, it yeah. won the Grammy. So, you know, what do you think about that? Like, finally, an artist, man, of that stature, winning, actually deserving, actually deserving that uh, that award, and actually getting it. You know, do you feel like that's one of the uh, first steps as far as moving in the right direction? You know, on mainstream, finally seeming to get some understanding of what's actually going on, you know, as far as this culture. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I have a, 
mixed emotions about that because I wanted Royce to win. You no, know what I'm saying? The, the, allegory, the allegory was cold. Yeah, that was, my, so, that, was my, that was my pick. That was my pick. Yo, dog. I so like I said, I got mixed emotions about that, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I'm happy that it went to Nazir because yeah. he's Nazir. He he should have got that 15 years ago. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He, he should have got that years ago. You know what I mean? Like his first shit should have been a Grammy. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it's good. I think that you know that 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 list of rap albums of the year was more on yeah. point than it's ever been. Ever been. I mean, so yeah. I, I salute them at over there. I hope it wasn't a COVID nineteen thing. I hope, I hope it wasn't a, because everybody in the house and 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 a whole bunch of people ain't in the club dancing the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? We'll give, yeah, we'll give it to them this year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So hopefully, hopefully they keep it. They stay in that lane, and that will shift the game because then labels will say, "Well, hey." I got to go and get a real artist now because if I want my artist to be eligible to win a Grammy, right. they got to be, they got to be an artist. They got to have some yeah, depth, yeah. have some substance. You know what do I'm you saying? Think, so, you, you, you think we need artist development? You think that needs to come back? Or do you think, you know, you think the game can, can continue to evolve without that type of uh, element? I think artist development need to come back. I think artists need to look for that. I think media training. I mean, we learned, media training you know from experience and you know uh we felt we failed our way to the top you know but uh i do because it's some wild shit getting said on, on interviews and some wild wild takes out there you know what i mean and even in the lab you know some of these motherfuckers getting high on on pills and shit <laughs> And saying whatever the fuck come to mind, and, yeah. and the motherfuckers is bumping it. They like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? I'm rocking. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So, yeah, they got that so, lane, but but just balance that shit. Let them niggas rock out and do that shit. Yeah, balance, balance, man. I mean, I'm at home listening to Stevie Wonder, the key songs in the key of life, like thinking one of, greatest, how, one of the greatest albums ever. Thinking how can I? How can I? get me a project mentioned in that same breath. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. that thought process needs to be in all artists' heads. You know what I'm saying? Like how does it feel? I, I I didn't mean to cut you off. I just I just wonder like how do they feel just waking up just knowing that I just regurgitate I, I'm just a lot of these artists just regurgitate the same shit that everybody else is doing. Like that was a penalty. When you came into the game, that was one yeah. of the quickest ways to get your ass up out of here. Yeah, you know, they look at their bank statement and say, well, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and so some of that falls on the on the listener streaming that yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Some of that falls on them. But uh, you know, it, the real gonna always have a place, no matter what. You know no what I'm saying? What. Yeah. You just talk to Planet Asia. He one of the real ones. You feel me? So yeah. that Solid. just lets you know. You know what Solid. I mean? That there's always gonna be a place for the real. No, and we're no. going to always keep jamming this real shit down their throat. We don't give a fuck what's going on in the game. No, no, we're going to get nice. some real shit. You know what I'm saying? And as a matter no, of fact, I, appreciate I, I got to go to the lab right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, I'm not going to hold you, brother, man. It's been an honor having you here on the plaque, on the platform, man. We got the one and only King Crook, man. And real quick, man, why did you change your name with, you know, from uh, Crooked out of uh, King Crook before we get out of here? 
Well, I just have it's just a it's just another alias. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I get back in crooked eye mode. You know what I mean? But King Crook was really a statement, man. I stepped into my right, and it changed me. And the only way that I could really talk to the people is, is in the booth. So, you know, I decided to make, you know, when I put on my socially aware, conscious political hat, yeah. it's King with an X, you know, it's Martin Luther King mixed with Malcolm mm. X, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm about to start talking to people when, I, when I'm on that level, you feel me? And uh, it just felt right, you know? Um, my last album will probably just be Dominic, my mother's name that she gave me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that'll be the evolution. You feel me? Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's 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 just it's just it's just another alias, Tupac, Machiavelli. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no doubt. It's another, another, it's just another sh a side of me that I wanted to share with the people. That's all. You know what I mean? No doubt. Well, look, brother, man, I appreciate your time. We here at the Bridging the Generation podcast man we giving you your flowers man we realize man that you are one of the greats man of all time man so that ain't no just me just telling you that because we talking man to man face to face brother your catalog it speaks for itself man thank you man and thanks for having me and uh keep doing what you're doing bridging the generations man that's something very important all you young guns out there we love y'all don't, don't don't pay attention to the to the narrative that the old heads and they tripping and they don't love. Nah, we love y'all, man. And we want y'all yeah. continue to do your thing. Just fall in love with your craft. That's all we ask. Fall in love with it. Everybody be easy. Stay healthy. No doubt, man. Well, I share those exact same sentiments, man. Again, it was an honor having you, have you on the platform, brother. You take care. We love you, man. Keep doing your thing. And you have a good night, brother. Love, bro. Thank you, man. All right. All right, bro.